The Capitals' five-game winning streak grinds to a halt. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked on Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms, including the SiriusXM app and on YouTube. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen each and every day. My name is Dan Holney. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Locked On Caps. And the best way that you can help grow the show is to subscribe to Locked On Capitals on YouTube and comment anything down below. I would love to talk Capitals hockey with you one-on-one, and we can do that on subtext. Just check the show description for more details. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about how all good things must come to an end, and it came to an end. It came to a grinding halt for the Capitals as they fall on Black Friday in a big way. And what was it all about? Their heads weren't in the game. What went wrong? We'll talk about that in the show. A little bit later, we will talk about TJ Oshie is the latest player to be added to the injured list. A little bit later, we will talk about penalty-killing woes. Yes, the Capitals were near on top of the league for the penalty kill, but they slid a little bit in today's game. But just to get it going here, we will talk about how the Capitals' five-game winning streak comes to an end and ultimately what was behind all of it. We know that uh, they had a light practice on Thanksgiving. Family and friends were in in attendance. And then they were going to close out the evening with a party of some sort at Tom Wilson's house. And I don't know if they were still full of turkey and half in a coma and in and out of it, but their minds were not in the game today. To a certain extent, I think they were already thinking about what they were going to do once they landed in California. What are we going to do in in Northern California, guys? What are we going to do in San Jose? What what are we going to do? What restaurants are we going to go to? And, you know, we can kind of just mail in this game against the Edmonton Oilers, one of the worst teams uh, in the NHL, and then it'll just be, you know, planning on what's next. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not so fast. And that came into focus today as the Capitals fall on Black Friday in a convincing fashion, in a, in a bad way. Uh, and they just weren't engaged with the game. And I, it, it's like they had forgot how to play hockey. Everything that was learned uh, in these last you know two weeks or so here went totally out the window. Um, and uh, it was just a tough game to watch, all things considered. It was one of those games that you had to kind of grit your teeth and, and hope that something would turn. But this just definitely was not... The Caps game. The Edmonton Oilers, one of the worst teams in the NHL, took the Capitals in a trap game. The Caps coming off a five-game winning streak got grounded on Black Friday. The Caps often struggled against an Oiler team that had struggled defensively. So this team, uh, this Oilers team, you know, it was one of the teams that was predicted to start the season to maybe be contenders for the Stanley Cup, but that is definitely not the case thus far. They had a head coaching change, and there's been all kinds of turmoil 
uh, with that team. They are currently in seventh place in the Pacific. Only team that's worse in the Pacific is the Sharks, and that is who is lies ahead for the Capitals in the next game. So we really hope that uh, it's not going to be two losses in a row. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but, you know, sometimes negativity snowballs can build as well. Uh, And, you know, some people are automatically saying, what happened with Charlie Lindgren? He didn't play that great. Did you see all those shots? Did you see the score sheet, Dan? Uh, I did, as a matter of fact, but uh, it doesn't lie directly on Lindgren's shoulders. The defense was lacking, and Lindgren came up with some big stops you know, despite what you saw on the box score. Um, And, you know, I don't think the Capitals would have won this game if Darcy Camper was in there. I don't know if necessarily they would if Hunter Shepard was involved. The defense was lacking for the Capitals. Again, I don't know what it is. It seems like, you know, the definition of a trap game where you underestimate uh, your opponent and they just take it to you. And you should have never done that. The Oilers have plenty of firepower and they have plenty of, of fire in their belly that they want to start winning. Um, Again, it is a team, it's a city that takes great pride in their hockey team, and there's some really huge name players on that team. Uh, McDavid, Dreisaitl, um, you know, Nugent Hopkins, uh, just off the top of my head, um, that, you know, they have what it takes. It's always been netminding that's been their bugaboo, but their netminder was dialed in today. The power play is still scoreless through 10 games going old, For 28, the Caps got five power play opportunities, but failed to convert on even one. Again, it seems like I'm, you know, a broken record uh, every time I do this podcast talking about the power play. It's just ineffective, and it just doesn't seem to be getting any better. And the worst part about all of it is, is there's no real remedy. It's one of the things that people get all worked up and, you know, you hear Spencer Carberry said, well, it's got to change. Okay. So, so what's going to happen? I know this is what you guys are getting paid to do is to figure it out. Um, and I know that it doesn't lie squarely on the coach's shoulders. It's about execution from the players, but someone has got to figure it out. Uh, this is going to be an Achilles heel for this team, um, down the stretch, you know, if they start going well, but they cannot score on the power play, that's, those are the kind of things that just cannot happen. Carberry and what needs to change for the Caps power play, which has gone at 10 straight games without a goal. Tons of different things. Personnel-wise, puck management-wise, puck recovery, decision routes, you name it. And then, you know, it wasn't for a lack of trying in this game. Carberry tried to shake things up and jumpstart the offense. Kuzi playing with Ovi. Uh, the only line out there that didn't get touched was the fourth line. Surprise, surprise, the line that gets the line share of the production, the line with Nick Dowd, Beck Malenstein, and Abe Kubel. There were even points in the game that you saw them double shifted. Uh, and it's interesting that the fourth line that generally you think is kind of the grinded line, you know, you hear like the identity line, maybe not the best of the best players, maybe some tough guys down there. They're the guys that are getting double duty. That's ahead of Ovechkin. That's ahead of some big name players on this team. Uh, again, it's it's something that I don't think, you know, again, this is their first loss in quite some time. But, you know, to a certain extent, I think that the Capitals have gotten a bit lucky. Just like that, you know, quote that I talk about all, all the time on the show from 24-7 Caps Pens. Never judge a team. They're never as good as they appear when they're playing the best. They're never as bad as they're playing when they're playing their worst. So despite that the fact that the Capitals were won five games in a row, uh, second place in the Metro, there are still certain things glaring 
uh, on this team that need to be addressed. Why can't they pick up wins like this? And how do they totally get derailed against a team that on paper and standings wise is just really horrible? Um, And then also, like I talked about the power play, how can a team go on such a run without an effective power play? Uh, It's something that's going to come into focus. And I hope like, you know, the team's recent success, it's something that does figure itself out. Um, And then sometimes a team can be too confident and underestimate their opponent. I think that that was the case in today's game. I know it was. They thought, you know, look, we're on a roll uh, and we're playing Edmonton. You know, they kind of suck. And, you know, I don't know necessarily if it's even a conscious thing. I think it's kind of a subconscious thing. But you better believe that if the Capitals were playing the Golden Knights uh, today, say they were playing uh, the New York Rangers, that they would have brought a higher compete level. Uh, I just don't really, I I don't, you know, second guess that for a second. It's just for some reason they don't show up against certain opponents Uh, And that was definitely evident today. It didn't take long for the game to get out of hand. The Caps already had plans for Cali in their head and us and underestimated their opponent. Like I talked about off the top of penalties and a lack of offense production halted the Caps plans of a six game winning streak. Listen, I would have loved to talk to you guys about, you know, how it's six in a row and they keep rolling. Not the case. We knew a a loss was going to come sooner or later. And I hope, you know, again, it's the Sharks they're playing next. And again, another team that you could see yourself falling into a trap game against the Sharks. They have hardly won any games all season. It should be so easy, right? So easy. Uh, You take a look at the Sharks. They have won three games all season. And, uh, you know, on paper, there should be no reason that the capital should not just totally run them over but it might not be the case. Uh, The Edmonton Oilers outshot the Caps 34-24. The game was similar to the game against the Sabres and the fact that they got off to a slow start. It was different in this game, however. As you can tell, the Capitals lost this game. And, And, you know, if you take a look at the game against the Sabres, it was a game of resilience that I spoke of. And if you're an everyday the show, you know I talk about that. But it was different in the regard that it got out of hand. It was a small fire that turned into a full-fledged forest fire um, in, in short order. And, you know, the, the Capitals uh, fire department came and they couldn't put out the fire. The Edmonton Oilers were too much for this team. A little bit later, I will talk about how it seems, and I hate to bring this up. I really hate to make excuses for the team, but there seemed to be a lot of botched calls with the officiating, and I'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, the Caps dug themselves a hole with the Oilers jumping to a 2 to nothing lead. And then you take a look at botched defensive assignments. Alexiev and TVR were no match for a Vander Kane net front. Slammed the loose puck to the back of the net. Um, you know, again, you know, TVR is a great uh, blue liner and Alexiev is finding his way, but it has been difficult for the Capitals thus far. Nugent Hopkins batted it out of the air. Possible high stick was reviewed. It was determined. Good goal. You know, and that's one of the things that Jeff Merrick drives him nuts. Good goal. No, it's kind of redundant. Good goal. It should just be goal. Good goal is, I'm going to leave that one alone. It didn't help that the Capitals were being outshot 21-6 to in the second period. Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and Edmonton was too much for Lindgren to handle. Again, it was not 
my assessment that it was solely Charlie Lindgren's fault. Again, he was the goalie of record, and you know some of those he could have saved. As it turns out, it was not the case. It was a rough day for the Capitals, suffice to say, as they drop five to nothing. Uh, there's no real, you know, disputing that fact out there that it was a tough, tough game for the Capitals. Uh, the calls on the ice seem to favor the Oils, Oilers, like I talked about. So um, uh, just a, a tough thing for the Capitals out there. The only uh, bright spot in the game that uh, Tom Wilson got uh, quite a few shots on net out there. So attempts uh, at offense. But, uh, you know, all things considered, there were a lot of deficiencies on this team, whether it be defense, whether it be the offense, the PK, the PP, it all was horrible. Uh, and the Capitals don't have a whole lot of time to figure it out. Um, so that's what we're hoping for is that they can figure it out because we don't want to start uh, this downward slide here. I think that at the end of the day, the Capitals just, they weren't, you know, totally into what they were doing. It happens. What they have to do is just kind of brush their shoulders off and get ready for the next one uh, because it's coming sooner than later. All right, so coming up here after the break, we will talk about how the penalty kill was not totally dialed in. What needs to change? I'll talk about that coming up. That time of year where you can kind of get down in the dumps. The days are shorter. The days are getting cooler, especially if you live a little bit northern. This is a time of year that can be a lot, and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it, but adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Ther therapy can be a bright spot amid all of the stress and change, something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded, and to give you tools to manage everything that's going on. Again, sometimes in day-to-day -day life, life can be too much. That is why you need to reach out and get help, and that is what BetterHelp is for. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash LockedOnNHL to get a 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnNHL. NHL. Don has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On Plus, our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So the penalty kill has been the you know part of the Capitals' strong suit here for quite some time, uh, but it struggled today, uh, and it was a team that struggled today. Um, and ultimately, it's something that needs to get addressed as well. The Caps PK, which was ranked number two in the NHL in November, came crashing Back to reality, after shutting down 24 straight penalties and 25 of 26 over the span of 11 games, back-to-back -back calls against Tom Wilson and John Carlson. And that was kind of the negative wheels started in motion. And I think that once the penalties started coming, I think that the wheel really started to wobble for the Capitals. And I think that it spun out of control 
in a hurry, which was evident out there. And sometimes when you get into those penalty uh, spirals, I think that they just build and build because then there's frustration. Uh, you know, you think that, you know, something, someone did something against your team or the ref missed a call here or there. And then all of a sudden, you know, your mind's not in a really great place. Wilson was frustrated with the team's performance and those frustrations boiled over with a roughing call after getting mixed up with even, uh, excuse me, Evan Bouchard. Carlson penalty was a bit of a head scratcher. In any event, he was called for unsportsmanlike conduct. Again, kind of just swatting the puck out of the net. Um, and, you know, I hate to say this, but to a certain extent, do you think that sometimes the refs kind of feel sorry for a struggling Edmonton team? And if you are a listener to or a viewer to any kind of NHL media, whether it be NHL Network Radio or the various podcasts with Jeff Merrick uh, and Elliot Freeman. You know, there's a lot of them out there. The Daily Faceoff. That's all it's been littered with is Edmonton. How do we fix Edmonton? Edmonton, Edmonton. And I know that that's primarily because a lot of those shows emanate from Canada. And um, But to a certain extent, do you think there's kind of a mandate to kind of help the Oilers a little bit? And I don't think that, you know, the refs, fix the game, don't get me wrong, but it just seems to a certain extent that they kind of miss some calls, like I'll talk about a little bit later with Oshie, uh, but then they kind of, uh, you know, had bad calls, like the especially the penalty against Carlson, which I don't know, uh, and I don't understand. Leon Dreisaitl made them pay Nick Dow delay of game with Lindgren down after making a huge save on Leon Dreisaitl made the Caps pay again. Leon Dreisaitl was the nemesis of the Capitals. Washington gave up goals on three straight opportunities. Uh, so to say that this team struggled today uh, with the PK is an under would be to underestimate it. I think uh, that it needs to get fixed. You know, you, you put that together with the power play. You take that together with the Capitals not finding the back once in this entire game. It just it it, it seems like an about face for this team. Uh, in a bit of a head-scratcher for me. What what changed? It wasn't even a break. It was a day off. It was it was Thanksgiving, and they even had a short practice. What got derailed? Again, I, can't, I don't think there's any other way of looking at it other than saying it was a trap game. And I, it's, a, it's one of those things I kind of hate to say it because it's such a kind of a cop-out thing to say, but it seemed very evident. Uh, again, I think if the Capitals were playing the Golden Knights, if they were playing the Rangers, you know, just this big opponent, I think they would have risen to the challenge and played a bigger game. Uh, and the PK is something that has been, like I said, the strong suit of the Capitals. But and I don't think that the PK lost its way, you know, in the long term. I just think that in this particular game, it lost its way because, again, you take a look at Wilson, you take a look at Carlson, and it kind of just snowballed, and there was frustration. And we know that Tom Wilson is sometimes a guy that cannot handle his frustration. He acts out physically, um, and sometimes that is you're going to be prone to being called for penalties. It's just part of the you know the part of the nature of the game, especially if you are prone to being you know a person that plays with higher energy or intensity like that. Um, but, you know, just to summarize the issues with the PK in this game in particular, I don't want to read too much into it. I understand, and I saw that, uh, you know, Spencer Carberry was quite worked up about it as well. And don't get me wrong, they need to look at the video. Uh, they need to continue to uh, try and address the power play. But at the end of the day, it's going to take time. But, you know, just kind of banging your head against the wall is not going to fix this team. 
Again, like F.P. Santangelo uh, used to say for the Nationals, go 1-0 every game. Put this in the rear view. You know, maybe at the next practice, take a look at it, but then it's on to the next one. And the next one is the San Jose Sharks. That's what they have to be prepared for. If they learned anything in this game is that to not underestimate your team. Now, granted, the Sharks do not have quite the firepower that Edmonton has. Again, slam the door on them. Don't even let the door open. Just clamp down and play a big game. Um, And it's, you know, this is almost to the lineup that was sketched out. You know, we don't have Martin Farivari. We don't have Max Patch ready out there. We're out Oshi right now. Um, That it's, you know, but by and large, this is the team uh, that, that we expected. Martin Farivari is supposed to be back sooner than later. I'll talk about in the next segment about Oshi and Max Pacioretty is going to be coming back relatively soon. So we can't make the same, you know, uh, excuses that we did last season. There are some injuries, but guess what? Injuries are an occurrence on every NHL team out there. They just have to find a way to overcome. Again, to wrap up this segment here, don't overthink it. The PK was not great. The PP wasn't great. The whole game was not really great. Let's just take it, throw it in the garbage, learn a couple things from it, and move on to the next one. This is still a team that won five in a row, a team that went 1-3-1 and to now being in second place in the Metro. Let's keep it there, but let's not you know get too negative about it. I think that ultimately the Capitals will be... Okay. All right. So coming up here after the break, we will talk about TJ Oshie. Uh, He is the next player to be added to the injured list. What do we know so far? I'll talk about that next. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. And if there's one thing that kind of stresses me out is that when my favorite band comes to town or my favorite sports team is playing, I can't find tickets. I have some peace of mind for you. It is called Game Time. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So injuries are a thing. We know that uh, injuries can affect the outcome of the season of your team. Uh, If you take a look at last season's Capitals and how they struggled because they had, I think it was fourth in the NHL and man games lost um, just based on injuries. Now, the Capitals are in a much better position now. If you think about key players that have come back, you take a look at Joel Edmondson playing a huge role on the team, but then Martin Farivari got added, but should be back soon. Max Pacioretty is trending backwards, but then the most recent victim of the injured list is TJ Oshie, and he is a guy that plays much bigger than he should. This was not his fault, however. This was kind of an open ice type hit um, that, you know, again, to bring it back to the officiating, they kind of kept the whistles in their pocket and didn't say a whole lot. 
And uh, I, that's what kind of has drawn the ire uh, of a lot of Capitals fans, myself included. TJ Oshie was uh, not going to be on the team on the upcoming road trip. Upper body injury he sustained early in the second period on Friday. So what does this mean for the Capitals? Well, it means that we won't have TJ Oshie on this road trip, or at least the start of the road trip. And this means it's going to be an, a great opportunity for Matthew Phillips, or it's going to be a, a good opportunity for Hendricks LaPierre. Take a look at what Hendricks LaPierre did in Kuzi's absence, for example. Had a really great game, three-point game. Uh, so uh, it's going to be a good opportunity. Uh, uh, ultimately, I like... Uh, the Capitals with T.J. Oshie in the lineup than without. And I know that he hasn't necessarily, you know, showed up on the score sheet, but he brings a lot of intangibles as well. Uh, would I like him to score more goals? Of course. Uh, but uh, I, I just think that the Capitals are a better team with him in the lineup. Uh, and a good example of the refs favoring the Oilers, Oshie faced an open ice hit from Matthias Ekholm, and there was no call even though he wasn't in possession of the puck. It is frustrating. You know, we lost TJ Oshie and there wasn't even a penalty imposed uh, on the play. Um, and that's kind of what I'm talking about. And I don't want to want to go down, you know, too much of a conspiratorial rabbit hole, even though I am a fan of conspiracy theories. I'm not so much of a fan of conspiracy theories in hockey. However, it is interesting that uh, there were quite a few plays that I witnessed in the game today where I thought, that should have been a penalty against the Oilers, and it wasn't for whatever reason. Uh, they would turn a blind eye uh, when it seemed like oftentimes those same things would be called against the Capitals. It is interesting, and I don't know if there's some sort of fix in there. I don't want to get too crazy about it, but it just seems, in particular, the Oshi hit. Open ice, wasn't in possession of the puck, no call. Just does not make sense. Oshi was in uh, visible pain and had to be helped off the ice with Jason Service. Uh, there will be an opportunity, like I said, for Phillips or LaPierre to shine. If there is going to be a silver lining in the TJ Oshie injury, it is that. Matthew Phillips, this is your opportunity. Or Hendricks, LaPierre, or maybe a mixture of both, it's going to be your opportunity. Matthew Phillips needs to redeem himself. I think that Hendricks LaPierre uh, is in good standing with the team. You know, makes the most of his opportunity. And, uh, but you know, Matthew Phillips is that feel good story. Like I've talked about on the show, you know, he didn't get really find a spot with Calgary capitals, brought him in here, had a great training camp, but you know, and it's his size. Ultimately, I think it's his size. You know, he hasn't really popped on the score sheet, you know, and when you take a look at the preseason, it was more evident that he brought more to the game, but when he started playing with the big boys and not, you know, in the preseason, when you're playing with other teams, American leaguers, no, we're talking about the best of the best in the National Hockey League. Uh, he got a bit exposed, and he is a small man playing in a big man's league, and he uh, has a propensity for getting driven off the puck based on his size. And I know that oftentimes we like to give attaboys out there just to make people feel confident, but, you know, he saved a shot, and everyone's like, wow, he's really contributing. And I understand that he potentially saved a goal but that's not why we have Matthew Phillips on the team. That is more of the wheelhouse of like a Beck Malenstein who can not only block shots, but has a physicality and can score goals for that matter. Um, so, you know, Matthew Phillips, again, an opportunity, a bit of a redemption. You know, let's show what you got, kid. You know, give us a reason that we picked you and that we brought you here. Make us look smart. Um, or it's going to be Hendricks LaPierre. If you're going to ask me right now, of course, of course, I would rather go with Hendricks LaPierre over Matthew Phillips.
It's just the way that it is. And I don't, you know, I'm not an emotional guy. I'm not into the feel good story of Matthew Phillips. Now, if he goes out there and scores three goals, okay, all of a sudden I'm going to be drinking the Phillips Kool Aid again. But again, I am not tied to any player, you know, for the most part. Produce, that's what it's all about. You're not on this team because you're good for morale. You need to find the back of the net. Or if you're a defenseman, you need to block, you know, be a good defenseman and stop the other team from scoring. Those kind of things. That's what it's all about. It's very simple. Uh, so, you know, Matthew Phillips, give him another shot out there. Uh, but ultimately, we hope that Oshie is not out for too long. Uh, he is a great playmaker, even though he is not finding the back of the net. Sometimes he puts himself in a position to succeed or he helps other players succeed. So he plays a huge role on this team. Make no mistake about it. Listen, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, your only daily year-round podcast covering the Capitals. And I want to thank all of you that listen on the audio side and watch this daily on YouTube. You are what makes this show successful. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, 24/7 covering the top stories of the day with local experts of Locked On. Plus, our national shows cover every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube when you're done watching this episode. It's really a cool feature as Locked On continues to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Listen, I want to thank you once again for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Dan Holney, and I'll talk to you again next time.